to the Scratch My Brain Podcast, brought to you by ScratchMyBrain.com. Hello everybody, how you doing? This is Jeff Albert, and uh, welcome to Scratch My Brain Podcast number four. It's been a little longer since the last one than I would have liked to have had it, but you know, things happen. Spent lots of time putting together office furniture the last week or so. That's been real fun. Um, I did also get to go out of town with George Porter Jr., who's the bass player from the Meters. Um, got to go up to Alexandria, Louisiana, and do a thing with him. That was a that was very cool. Um, it's man, it's it's so cool to get to play music with like the first generation of cats that did stuff. There's a, a forum that I hang out at online at sambertus.com. It's called The Open Horn. And uh, Sam has this theory. He talks about uh, the cats that really swing are like the guys that played with the first generation cats. You know, the guys that played with Basie, the guys that played with Ellington and played with Lester Young. And, uh, and George is kind of like that in the New Orleans funk scene. You know, he's the bass player with the meters and as all that stuff got going. You know, he was a big part of the beginning of that sound. And you go and play those tunes with him and his band. And it's it's a different thing from playing them with, with other people who are great musicians. But it's not that, like, that, that first-person source, you know, that first-level source. That was fun. Anyway, we've got a, I've got a lot to talk about here today on podcast number four. I'm going to play some music for you and probably talk too much and do all that good stuff. If uh, if you like anything I have to say, or hate anything I have to say and want to get in touch with me, you can email me. Uh, my email address is jeff at scratchmybrain.com or even better, just come by the website scratchmybrain.com and feel free to use the comment section of any post on the website and uh, and we can talk about those things. On December 31st, uh, my friend David Gibson made a post on his blog. Um, you can see his blog and his whole website at jazzbone.org. If you go there up in the right-hand corner, there's a button that says blog. If you very carefully press the middle of the bottom of the O, it will take you to the blog. Um, but he made a post on January 31st called We Have a Faint Pulse. And he was he's talking about... a record sales and trombone players and um, takes a, a somewhat disheartening uh, view of things and, and kind of tries to brighten it up. The point that he ultimately gets to is that those of us that like interesting music and want to continue to hear interesting music 
need to buy music by people that are alive. We need to buy records and CDs and downloads and go to concerts by people that are still alive. You know, um, I'm sure lots of us like to listen to Art Blakey. And, and if you want to buy some Blakey records, cool. Check them out, you know. That stuff swinging. But, you know, at the same time, go buy a Josh Roseman record. Or a Dave Douglas record. Or better yet, buy something by someone who's alive that you've never really heard of. Take a gamble. You know, gamble your $15 and, and buy something curious. I, I could suggest uh, the new Jeff Albert CD as a, a good thing to gamble on. Or the new Dave Gibson CD, for that matter. Um, you know, we, we tend to ramble about these uh, by the music of living people. And part of it's selfish in that we want people to buy our music. Not that we're really trying to get rich. We'd just like to be able to afford to make the next one. One of the issues that we're going to have to address eventually is the fact that people prefer free. Uh, you know, it's true. I did an experiment when I released uh my most recent CD called One. I put the whole thing up on my website. All eight tracks. Complete tracks, 128k MP3s, under a Creative Commons license. Um, so people could come and download the whole thing. And a lot of people have. And hardly anyone has bought it because they can get it free. You know, we talked about the idea behind doing that and came to the conclusion that Really what I wanted to get from that CD was for people to, to hear my music and find out about me and know something about what I do musically. And to get some, you know, the the uh, ever-desired exposure. And, uh, and one way to do that involved giving away a lot of CDs, uh, many of them to people who would not listen to them. And we figured that the hit that we would take in sales would be worth what it would cost to make all those CDs we're going to give away. So I said, I'll just put it on the website and let people come get it. And in terms of exposure, it's been fabulous. One of the tracks, Neon Monkey, was featured on All About Jazz as one of their daily downloads. And uh, as of February 5th, that tune's been downloaded 1,176 times from allaboutjazz.com. And it's number it was number 38 on their all-time top 100 downloads or whatever, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, I take that to mean that a lot of people have, have heard the track and heard about it, and that's a good thing. But I can't really determine that anyone has, has bought the CD because of that or that anyone has gone to PepperEnterprises.com or iTunes or any of the other places, or eMusic, any of the other places where you can download it and downloaded it. I mean, a few people have, but really not not enough to in and of itself pay for making another one. Um, so people prefer free and, and I'm as guilty of that myself as anyone else, you know, um, there's a, a very good CD that, that, uh, that I heard not too long ago. And the, the way that I ended up hearing it was that, uh, I was sent a copy to review for the online trombone journal. It's a CD by a, a trombonist from New York named Jacob Garchik. The CD is called Abstracts. And I was asked to review it. That's how I ended up getting a copy. 
And uh, and I, I really was planning on buying it, but hadn't bought it yet. So I should probably send Jacob $10 anyway, um, just to put in the next CD fund, because it's a really good disc. Actually, speaking of that, I, th- I think um, I've talked enough at this point. I'm just going to play some of that music right now and uh, ramble some more when it's over. This is uh, this is called Abstract Number 2, and it's by Jacob Garchik. Thank you. 
That was Abstract Number 2 by Jacob Garchik from his CD entitled Abstracts. You can check that out and buy a copy at jacobgarchik.com. J-A-C-O-B-G-A-R-C-H-I-K.com. I hope I spelled that right. I believe I did. Um... One of the, I think one of the reasons people don't buy new interesting music by alive artists is because they're afraid. They don't know what they're going to get. Um, but see, now you can go buy Jacob's CD because you know what part of it sounds like. And you can go to his website and listen to samples of, of the other parts. And he's actually got a, a, a bonus track that's a free download on the website. So uh, at least go get the free stuff. And then talk about him and tell your friends. And maybe somebody will buy the CD at some point. That's what we have to figure out how to do. Is how to afford to keep doing these things. And uh, anyway, enough about selling CDs. There's There have been some interesting, uh, interesting things that have come up that I've talked about on the blog. That I'll talk about a little bit here. There is a gentleman named Alex Ross who uh, wrote an article, or he has a blog called The Rest is Noise. Um, And he wrote a bit called Celebrate Mozart by Ignoring Mozart. And uh, my favorite line from that was, if Mozart were alive today, he'd be dead. If you really want to celebrate Mozart's world, Mozart's culture, Mozart's life, you would ignore the man himself and listen to music by a living composer. He said this in the context of all the brouhaha going on about Mozart's 250th birthday right now. And uh, and his point was that when Mozart was alive and writing that music, the music that he was writing was, was part of the daily culture. It was really part of what was happening at the time. And uh, And his point is that to celebrate that, we should participate in our daily culture and listen to music that's happening right now. And I think that's a, a great concept. By the way, I found that um, from the blog of the band The Bad Plus. Um, they have a very interesting blog. It, it runs all sorts of places. Sometimes it's just lists of the books they've recently read. and uh, But it also has some really interesting things. Um, it's called Do the Math. You can check it out. It's uh, thebadplus.typepad.com slash do the math. All one word. Um, and whatever you think about that band and their music, the blog is interesting. And, uh, and I, th- I think the, the band's interesting on, on some level. I have to say that I don't have all of their records, but I have one of them and it, uh, it moves me in a certain way. I think part of the thing that we need to remember experiencing new music is, is to, to remove some expectations. You know, we go into things with, uh, well, you know, like we expect it to be a certain thing. Well, it's a piano trio. You know, it's piano-based drums. So it's either it's got to either sound like Bill Evans or sound like Oscar Peterson. Because that's what piano trios sound like, right? Well, no, that's not what the Bad Plus sounds like. And, uh, and a lot of people really violently don't like what they do. Which I guess is okay. I always think that, that one of the signs of good art is that some people hate it. So um, that's healthy. It moves you. If it makes you hate it, it still moves you. That's all right. Uh, a couple other interesting things that came up 
since the last podcast. There was an, one was an article in the New York Times about uh, downtown clubs doing classical music in New York, uh, which I thought was fascinating. And some of that's been happening around New Orleans as well. The uh, Louisiana Philharmonic had this thing called Find the Phil, where they would email clues to their email subscribers and finally actually announce it the day of the gig of where some subgroup of the orchestra would be playing. And it was often in a club or some unusual place to go hear some sort of chamber music by Louisiana Philharmonic musicians. Um, and that was always exciting to, to put that out into a different context. Um, and as I wrote on the website, also recently, Helen Gillette, this cellist here in New Orleans, uh, who plays with New Orleans New Music Ensemble and a variety of other things, has been playing uh, at Cafe Brazil, which is a long-standing Frenchman Street venue. And uh, and it it was kind of funny. I'd forgotten that she was doing it, and I was walking down Frenchman Street one night, and I was like, I swear that I'm I'm here in a Bach cello suite. And sure enough, Helen was in Cafe Brazil. You know, she plays kind of early usually, like 7 to 10 or something like that. And and she was playing, you know, solo cello music, and it was very cool. There were people there. It was great. And Cafe Brazil sounds much better with one acoustic instrument than with five electric instruments anyway. But uh, it was a cool concept. And, and that's something that we've sort of followed with the New Orleans New Music Ensemble. Most of the performances that we've done have been in venues, um, you know, that are clubs, bars, essentially. Uh, we play quite a bit at this place called The Big Top, which is uh, an art gallery space performance venue. Uh, but they have a bar. One of the rules, Jimbo said early on, uh, we decided one of the rules is we would only play venues that had a bar in the same room as the stage. For example, the Orpheum, where the Louisiana Philharmonic was playing before the hurricane. You know, they had a bar in the lobby, but that didn't count. We figured if we played the Orpheum, we'd have to move the bar into the room where the where the group was playing. I don't know if that's because we wanted people to be comfortable, or if it had to do with the drinking habits of certain members of the band. But uh, anyway, but I, I, that's the point of the New York Times article, was that... Uh, Part of moving forward in the presentation of the arts is uh, is to do it in a way that people are comfortable with. One of the quotes from the article says, It's not true that young people don't like classical music. Young people don't like recital halls. You know, and that I think that's true to some extent. And if you can play good, interesting music in a club somewhere where it sounds good and people are comfortable and they can wear t-shirts and blue jeans and get a beer, then I, you know, that's good for the people and good for the music. Uh, one more thing before I play some more music. Um, uh, just a, a new blog that I wanted to let you know about. It's called Rocket Ship. And it's, uh, it's a blog by Rob Ewing, who's a San Francisco area musician. Um, you might recognize he's the trombonist for Married Couple. I played a cut or two from their CD, I think, on the last podcast. Um, anyway, you can check out his blog. It's San Francisco Rocket Ship dot blogspot dot com, and there's only a couple of posts up there so far, but it looks like it's going to be real interesting. So, uh, put that in your RSS feeder, and be sure to visit it often. 
got an email the other day from a gentleman named Chris Schlarb. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, and he's got a label out of Southern California. It's called Sounds Are Active. Their website is soundsareactive.com. Although when it writes all as one word, it can also look like soundsareactive.com. I thought that was funny. Anyway, soundsareactive.com. And uh, it looks interesting. He's he's doing some cool things and, and, and pushing some boundaries. There's a group on his label called Create with an exclamation point. Uh, that's an improvisational group, uh, and, and he sent me a track of theirs to check out, and uh, and I thought it was interesting, so I'm going to play it for you now. This is called Six Dreams Divided by Create. Thank you. 
right, that was Create. The name of the piece was Six Dreams Divided. You can check them out at soundsareactive.com. S-O-U-N-D-S-A-R-E-A-C-T-I-V-E dot com. All right. I think that uh, that'll get us through today's show. If there's anything you'd like to say, please give me an email, jeff at scratchmybrain.com, or go on by the website and drop a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Um, We'll be back soon. Again, the music you heard today was from Jacob Garchik. That's jacobgarchik.com, and then from Create, and uh, you can check them out at soundsareactive.com. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Scratch My Brain. Please visit us on the web at scratchmybrain.com. And as Father Valente would say, only listen to good music. Music.